Hey, everybody. Uh, Matt Farnham here uh, with the uh, leader of Team Farnham Crown Point Realty here in Las Vegas, Henderson, Nevada. Uh, this is a spinoff of our Real Life at Level 10 series where I discuss insights of real estate leadership and personal growth. Uh, in light of COVID-19, we just wanted to have some what we're calling Level 10 conversations with people in my world uh, that I would uh, that I either admire or consider the operating their their business or whatever it is they're leading at a level 10. Uh, Tom Tezak's a good friend of mine in Hawaii. He's in on the island of Maui. Uh, definitely a level 10 uh, leader. Uh, Tom, just a little bit about Tom, is we met through coaching. Uh, and actually, not really coaching. We were Facebook friends, I think. And I put a post on about taking my wife to Maui for her birthday. And Tom, you gave me like 45 minutes on the phone. I took a page and a half of notes of everything to do in Maui. So that was my first interaction with you was an, an extremely generous uh, individual with your time. So because of you, we had an amazing trip to Maui. Hey, uh, I could help. Uh, I've been on your show a couple of times. Tom uh, has, has a lot of content he puts out. He's got his own podcast called Selling the Dream. Uh, and he is a leader of a big group for resort and second home agents across the whole country. Uh, has really just kind of uh, simulated this massive, powerful group of of second home resort market agents to collaborate and and uh, just grow together. And Tom is also uh, you are the one of the broker owners of your brokerage Wiley Realty, uh, Windermere Company there in Maui, and leader of uh, Lifestyle Maui Real Estate Team uh, there in Maui as well. So Tom, how you doing, man? Tell us a little bit more about your your business. Thanks, thanks, Matt. I appreciate all the. Uh the great words there. And my business is amazing. You know, I've, I've moved here from the Midwest about 20 years ago. Um, was a realtor there and uh, moved here with a three month old and a six year old. And, and today is my three month old's 20th birthday. So it's pretty exciting um, being able to raise my kids here. You wanted to say happy birthday too. So there you go. There you go. Happy birthday, Zoe. So um, but you know, being, a, being an agent, a realtor here has been such a pleasure. Uh, I've gotten to meet some of the most amazing people, you know, so much of my businesses for second homes and resort buyers, people from all over the world. Uh, one of my good friends and clients lives in, in da uh, downtown Vegas. So it's, it's interesting the people and the folks that I cross paths with and, yeah. uh, it is so much fun to be an agent here and, and help people. You know, I, I call, I, I say, uh, life is precious. Make account is one of my taglines. And uh, from my history, long ago, I was a deputy coroner. So I really speak that from the heart that oh, wow. we never know uh, what's going to happen next. So we probably need to live our life as best we can. Yeah, I love it. That's good insight. Um, so you're, you said the Midwest, that's Chicago, if I remember, right? Actually, Joliet, Joliet, Illinois, which is just southwest of Chicago. Okay. So I have to ask you, because I am a Bulls fanatic and I grew up as an MJ fan. Just finished episodes nine and ten last night. My wife and I have been watching that series. So, were you there in the nineties for that eight year I, run? I was. I was. I saw several of the games my, with my dad back then, and we would go to the games, and uh, it was so much fun. It's so exciting, and that the stadium is was so small. I mean, it was like a powerhouse in that place when you would when you would go to a game for, to watch the Bulls. Yeah. No. Oh, I love that. A lot of fun. I'm sure that was fun watching the series for you too, from your perspective. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because everybody thinks of Maui as, I mean, there's not a better picture of paradise. So just to kind of kick us off, what what's it like selling homes in paradise? You know, and what's the, the general nature of your business? Uh, I know you're passionate about second homeowners and resort, you know, markets. 
Uh, so is that what you see is the, really the primary part of your business? But what, what is it like selling homes in paradise? So, you know, it's, it's a little different, you know. Um, it, so a couple of things. One, I have a traditional market, meaning just like people buying and selling that live here. That's about 40% of my market where it's my neighbors, it's my friends, it's the, you know, the parents of the kids that go to school with my, my kids. Uh, that's a traditional market like everybody else has in the, in the, in the country. But then about 60% of my business is resort, second home, investment, uh, properties, because we have a lot of properties that you can rent out, you can buy and then do short-term vacation rentals on. And we've been doing that for 20 years. The whole Airbnb phenomenon that's now, you know, crossing all over the country, we've been doing that for a long, long time. We called it, uh, you know, just vacation rental condos. So it's, that's, that's an old model to us. It's new to a lot of places. Right. So I've done, done a lot of properties that you can rent out. And then we also do high-end luxury, you know, waterfront, um, second homes where people say, I don't want anybody sleeping in my bed. And that's a whole different kind of mentality. People that can just simply afford to buy that second home, whether it's a $500,000 second home, a $300,000 second home, or a $30 million second home. It, it's just all about um, the place that they're looking at it, the property from. Uh, gotcha. So. You know, uh, uh, several of my clients that own the more expensive stuff own multiple properties. They'll own a property in Palm Desert. They'll own a property like my client that I said lives in Vegas. He owns a property in Vegas. He lives, owns a property in Palm Desert. He owns a property on Coronado and he owns a property in Maui. So it, it's, and they just go from place to place. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it's very interesting the uh, dynamic of people you get to meet. I'm sure that's keeps it, keeps it fresh for you every day. It does. Uh, Question for you. You are big. One thing we have in common is our passion for client experience. We've had a lot of conversations about this. You know, that's something my team out here in Vegas is very committed to um, trying to provide the most extraordinary experience possible for our clients. And I know you do the same thing out there in Maui. So what, what are a couple of things that you're doing right now to really wow your customers? So we try to, you know, first of all, let me say that, Matt, you've been an inspiration for me on that. You, you've been sort of my leader for trying to do things more involved and, and, and engaging like that. But every year I, you know, almost not every year I make sure that I send my clients a Christmas present. You know, I as growing up, I grew up in a funeral home. We never advertised, but we would always, every Christmas, we would take out hundreds of gifts to our, our family business uh, clients, customers, and friends. So at my life, I've always given Christmas presents. So for all of my clients, I try to send them every year a Christmas present. And it's something more elaborate uh, because I just think that that speaks to my heart. Uh, and to theirs. We're also, every year, we try to do different client events. We've done whale watches. We do um, hike up to the windmills. Uh, we Just a lot of different, I had a Christmas party this year, a holiday party, where we had two live bands of, on a Grammy Award-winning band, um, happens to be in Maui. And so they were able to come and play for our event for 100 people. Sort of like, holy smokes, this is pretty cool. Uh, so just all again, and then it's the follow-up. It's just continually keeping up with my, my, my current clients, my past clients, and always engaging them and bringing them into our world and being there to try to help them. Uh, so our, our client uh, care and that, that experience, we try to carry through all the time. Well, for my clients watching this that have been to our pumpkin patch or bowling events or things that we've done, I don't think I can take you whale watching anytime soon, but uh, we'll, we'll do our best to keep up with Tom for what we have to work with here in Vegas. So, Tom, COVID-19 has affected our industry, obviously, in, in a 
variety of different ways. Some markets, home prices are still going up uh, where inventory is really low. Uh, some markets have slowed down much more than others. So what are you seeing right now in Hawaii overall and specifically Maui? How has COVID-19 affected real estate activity there over the last couple of months? So it's been really interesting. So we are an island. I'm no surprise there. Um, and our government has sort of shut down all inbound tourism. Um, they didn't stop planes because they couldn't. But what they did do is require everyone that was inbound to do a 14-day quarantine. Um, and they have been enforcing that. They've been arresting people. They've been doing things because they really wanted to maintain that. And our tourism industry went from about 30,000 people a day arriving into the islands to, I think yesterday there were 208 people who arrived as tourists. So 30,000 to 208? Yes. Okay. So it's been huge, the impact that we have, you know, and our business, I mean, my world and all of the agents in my company uh, we mostly rely on the tourism market for people coming in to buy. I had a bunch of clients that were coming in to buy real estate um, before COVID and they just, you know, obviously they couldn't get here and their plans changed and we totally understand. So that being said, our market just sort of stopped. Um, and I think what we're going to see is we've had some deals that were in escrow that some people renegotiated, some of them fell apart. Uh, so we're going to see a blip in our our chart, our graph, where we're going to see this dot di, uh, dive in pricing, I believe. But I think we're going to recover pretty quick because the other thing that has been happening now is I'm getting so many calls from uh, past clients, people that I've been on on the phone with, that are saying, "I'm going to be there. I'm coming." And now what's happening? Um, sort of like the, my slogan is make life is precious, make account. People are spending a lot of time home, spending a lot of time rethinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And what do I really want to be doing? And I think that there's a lot of people that are looking at that resort, that second home, whether it's Maui or Aspen or whatever it is. I think a lot of people are looking at that saying, I need to make this happen now because I can't, there's things I can't control. And there's things I can, and I want to enjoy my life a little bit more. So I believe that we're going to see a big influx in the third and fourth quarter of people finally pulling the trigger and saying, I want this. Or whatever that is, what this is. So you believe not just pent up demand of people that are already going to transact in a resort market like Maui or somewhere else, but you think that actually is growing behind the scenes of people saying, hey, I need to revisit this my perspective on work-life balance and and think about doing this. Hey, Matt, you've been stuck for the nine weeks now. Have you had a conversation with yourself and or your spouse saying, coming out of this, I want to do something different? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the things I want to discuss with you. And I'll just get right to it. You know, I think that, you know, right now, I think this season is really, I had a, a, a personal great friend of mine, mentor on the show. I don't know if you watched the conversation I had with, with Vance Pittman, but he talked about the idea that this season of life is really kind of like doing a hard reset. Like on your, we would do in our cell phone, if it's not working right, we shut it off, do a hard reset and we reboot. And that's really what this season is for a lot of us to get a new fresh perspective on how we want our life to look or what, what do we allow back into the rhythm and routine of our, our days uh, or seasons or year, you know, vacation property type thing. So I totally agree with you and uh, hadn't gone so far to think how that would affect a market like yours or even Vegas, for example. But I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of people making decisions. You know, and a lot of, I would say a lot of my clients are CEOs, CFOs, upper level management, 
the kind of uh, people that they haven't lost their jobs. They respect and it's like, oh my gosh, this has been tough. But those clients haven't lost their jobs. They've been working. They've been figuring out. But what have they all been doing? What are we doing right now? We're on StreamYard. We're on Zoom. <coughs> all of those upper-level management and mid-level management cons uh, consumers have been on Zoom, have learned how to do business tell, you know, from afar. And that's been our one of our biggest challenges is people not being on Maui, not be, people not being in Vegas yet because they live somewhere else, not being in Aspen. But now that they've all learned how to communicate, do business, work on Zoom, embrace it, it's going to make our business from a, selling from afar so much easier. Now we've done this again. I've done. I I got an email from my first client that I ever uh, sold a property to without sight unseen, 19 years ago. It was funny, I got the email yesterday. Um, and she still follows me and still keeps in touch. But the point is, is that we've been doing this for a long time. It was always our second choice. It's now, I think, going to become our first choice because I can get on my phone, I can Zoom with somebody, I can FaceTime, I can Marco Polo, any of those things, and take them through. And they're going to be so much more comfortable with that experience than they've ever been before. So I believe that for people in re people, agents in remote markets, in second home markets, uh, it's going to become a true mainstay of what we're doing. Uh, yeah. So that's I, so I see it really assisting us in helping people make those decisions. Totally. I, I think technology is going to make our jobs even more exciting than they already are. We've just in the last couple of months, our team here in Vegas has sold a couple of homes sight unseen to buyers that are purchasing them off of just photos and videos and, and virtual walkthroughs and open houses. Uh, so we're experiencing this, that exact thing here too. Tom, in your resort and second home group that you lead, there's hundreds and hundreds of agents across the, the country in this group. What's the overall sentiment you're hearing from these agents in other markets that are highly resort and second home? And then also to kind of spin off of that, the Airbnb market specifically, uh, probably you know a lot of vacancies right now. What Elaborate on what you're hearing from your group. So I think a lot of us are experiencing the same thing. Uh, the resort second home markets have softened dramatically because most people are in their primary residence because it's where their families are, it's where their kids are, it's where their work is, it's where they got they got back to, they got stuck. Now some people, some of our second home owners have come here to to stay uh, quarantine in place and such, but most of them are staying home. So our market has been really soft, but I'm hearing the same thing. There's more and more activity uh, electronically, and they all are believing that we're going to see this boom in the, the folks that want to not just buy a second home, but even more the relocation aspect. Most of the resort communities are smaller, less dense. Um, so the idea of being in a super thick metro area like LA or New York or something like that, and escaping to a place where they can telecommute, they can work, they can spend, you know, instead of a month on vacation, they can spend six months or eight months uh, telecommuting and, and being here and living that lifestyle. You know, for people who come to Maui to telecommute, you know, we're, uh, it's early here. It's uh, uh, three hours from the West Coast and six hours from the East Coast. So people can come here and work. Get If they're early risers, they can get up and work you know, from three or four or five or six o'clock in the morning. And, but by noon, their day is done and they have a whole day to go out and enjoy life. 
and, and enjoy what Maui has to offer. And I think that's going to be the same experience if it's a ski resort or something like that too. So uh, it, it's a whole new mental space that people are going to get educated on. Um, the Airbnb part of it, pardon? You're telling me really quick on this whole idea because there's a book called Miracle Morning that I think you've read too that uh, starts yeah. the day at 5 a.m. I'm, I'm, I like the sound of being done at noon. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's so easy for, for that. There's a market of people that can do that. And, um, you know, so there, there's that's the option. The other thing that's interesting is the Airbnb market. So Airbnb is a a company that allows people to rent their properties out for vacation rentals. Um, and there's a big market for that. Now our Airbnb industry has stopped. I mean, the government, the state of Hawaii government said no more vacation rentals in Airbnbs during this COVID because they just are trying to control inbound tourists. Uh, and that was another thing that they could do uh, short of stopping the flights. But once it opens back up, I think that, we, you know, there's been an article that was just written that said more people are going to migrate to Airbnbs across the country because they're smaller. There's less impact from the people. There's less, you know, people at the swimming pools. There's, you know, there's less density. So that's going to be an appeal for people to travel to Airbnbs or VRBOs or vacation rental condos more so than it was uh, before. And that that might the hotels may have a little harder time dragging people in. Um, but so the Airbnb market is an interesting spot. And I think that people who've owned a bunch of them right now may be sellers because they may be jammed up uh, with their investment, which would just create opportunities for somebody else to step in. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. It's almost like a, a major step backwards right now for Airbnbs that are sitting vacant. You know, these right. are a lot of folks carrying mortgages on many of these properties, but but it very well could be a major step back for two very big steps forward uh, right. in the months to come. So that's a really interesting perspective on that. Uh, so right now, how have you had to specifically as a leader of your team, a leader of your your brokerage? And I think you guys have another 55 independent agents that you help lead on that end now, and leading your clients. How have you had to pivot, Tom, out there in Hawaii just in light of this, how are you still providing value to your clients in the midst of uncertainty? I'm sure they have a lot of questions, anxiety. You know, how have you had to pivot as a leader? So as a leader for my 55 agents in the company, what we've, what I've gone out and tried to get ahead of the curve is tried to be able to say, first of all, video, you need to be out on video. We started Zoom calls immediately because I was familiar with it. I brought the technology to the company. I had Zoom training classes for my agents. I said, sign up for this. A bunch of our agents, uh, Windermere was great. They, they've got in, uh, accounts for all of our, all of the agents in Windermere got uh, premier Zoom accounts for free for the first couple months. I was then teaching them how to Zoom and then being proactive in, in you know, just telling them and following what's going on as part of the coaching organization we're in. As you know, we've been getting a lot of information and it's not just from the coach, but also from all of the people that we're involved with. The power of, of that organization I find is, it, Tom Ferry, who's the coach, is great. But being able to draw off of the Matt Farnham's and the Glenda Bakers and the, and the Tim Macy's is, is even bigger. That opportunity is huge. And so bringing that back every Monday morning, I have a meeting with my team or with my company Every day I have a, a, a team call with my team because we're still quarantined uh, at 8.30, just trying to stay in, in together and, and uh, stay on the same page. 
And then for my clients, I'm just doing every week, I'm doing three to four Facebook posts just to go out and just say, hey, this is what's happening. These are the stores that are open. These are the restaurants that are open. Hey, we're doing a South Maui takeout bingo just for fun to get get our local residents to support our local restaurants. And I decided uh, early on that I was going to stop worrying about selling real estate and do what I could do to help our community. I'm also part of the Maui Food Bank. I'm, I'm a, a board member. So we really went all in on how can I be a, an assistant? My life and real estate career has been great. I've been blessed and fortunate. And I felt this was a time to give back, not to take. So, I love that. And it's important right now that you and I control the narrative in our markets. There's a lot of media. There's a lot of stories and opinions and bad, bad perspectives that are being uh, pushed out into the market. So we need to make sure our folks really know what's happening, you know, honest yep. opinion and, and forecast and then guide them to what they're comfortable with. Uh, whether that is uh, my mom, by the way, just said, God bless him. I love that. My mom is a fan of yours already. She's on Facebook. <laughs> right now. Um, so I love that, man. So kind of wrapping this up, Tom, um, how are you? You know, we talked about that, that fresh perspective. You personally, you know, as, as a leader, as a husband, father, you know, just everything you're you're involved with. How is your perspective changing in these last nine or 10 weeks? And maybe what are we, what are you learning about yourself right now? Um, wow. I wasn't ready for that question, Matt. You didn't put that one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's been great. I, I, um, for me, I, I realized that my goal has been to, uh, be a great leader, but you know, what I've seen happening is, is I call it being stuck in the quicksand. And about three days ago, I was stuck in the quicksand. It happens to every one of us. And I just was sitting here in my house. I said, boy, I wish I, I need a pole. I need a pole to get myself out of here. And I, having that narrative for myself, knowing that I knew I was stuck and I knew I could get out and I could do it just by reframing my mind is yeah. probably the biggest, greatest power I've gained out of this is just knowing I'm in control of what I can control, the things I can't control I need to forget about. And so when I got stuck, the many times that I've gotten stuck in the last eight weeks, I just sort of set back, reset, say, okay, let me get back in control. And the way I got back in control was by helping other people. And that was the thing that I found was the best thing that I could do. Because when I started helping other people, it helped me more than that. That helps me more than anything is right. by putting that out there, putting that hand out to help somebody else gives me so much more glory or glory, grace, ability to, to, feel good about it and, yeah. and got me through it. So energizes you. Well, that's yeah. encouraging. Anybody watching this, if you don't know Tom, Tom is one of the most positive folks you'll meet. Um, always, you know, encouraging everybody, putting great content out, thought leader. So to hear you be transparent to say you got in the quicksand, Whew. obviously any of us are going to get in the quicksand, um, but having the resolve to do what you got to do to get out of it. And uh, hey, you know, nothing is better than expressing gratitude. Uh, to get your your heart set right or your mindset right or serving, of course, will energize anybody. So yeah. I love that, man. Thanks, Tom. And I'm going to wrap this up with some rapid fire with you. Um, favorite restaurant in Maui? Favorite? It's got to be Mama's. You know, we go there every year for Christmas. It's just amazing. Uh, their food is amazing, but they're proud. And by that, I mean it is. It's it, they're proud. <laughs> it's expensive, but it, yeah. it's a, it is a great great restaurant. Well, we went there based on your recommendation. We were there and it was an amazing, not just great food, the experience yes. was second to none. So, so and let, me, 
let me let me say that if you want to go to Mama's and you're coming to Maui, make your reservations before you get here. It's a yeah. month out. And we did because of your uh, input on that. And thankfully, because of you, we were able to go. Um, people assume because I live in Las Vegas that I go to the strip all the time. So how often is Tom Tezak actually on the beach or driving the road to Hana? <laughs> well, embarrassingly, I will say that I go to the beach very infrequently. Um, I try every, we were, my wife and I were going for a walk on the beach every once a week, but that sort of went away. But today I'm going to the beach because it's my daughter's birthday. I said, after this call, this interview, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the beach, but not, as, not as often as I should. Yeah. And then the road to Hana, we love to go to Hana and we'll try to do that once a year. Once a year. See, that's just, that would be shock people. I go to the strip a couple of times a year for dinner or something, but that's one of the most, probably the most beautiful stretch of country I've ever seen in my life was that road. So you need to go at least one, an extra time a year for me, please. Okay. Um, all right. So if you're going to Maui for the first time, everybody wants to get to Maui eventually. Why would you go to Waialea over Kanapali or Kapalua? So I'm, I'm biased. I live in the South side. We call it, so if I can say South side, West side, those are the two resort districts. South side is Waialea, Kihei, McKenna. West side is uh, Lahaina, Kanapali, Kapalua. Um, you know, it's all beautiful. And I, I say if, to people, if they're coming to Hawaii for the first time, it doesn't matter where you go. It's all absolutely gorgeous. But if you're going to buy real estate in Hawaii, I say that South Maui is the best. Again, bias. It's the best because there's the, it's the important things. Like in South Maui, you're 20 minutes to Costco. In West Maui, you're 45 to 50 minutes. Uh, you're close to the airport. You're close to all the things that become important when you're spending more time here. Uh, right. And that's why I love Southside. The weather is perfect, 82 degrees every day of the year, plus or minus 6 degrees. We get maybe 8 to 10 days of rain. Uh, it is it is the most gorgeous climate in the world. Uh, Maui is blessed with 13 microclimates. Uh, so from where I live, I can look to my right and I can see the wettest, one of the wettest places in the world, yet I'm standing in one of the driest places. I look to my left and I see the Haleakala, the top of the mountain, where every other year or so we'll have snow up there. So it, it's the, the environment is just spectacular. Oh. And South Maui puts me right in the middle of exactly where I want to be. I want to go back, man. We love it. back. You just sold me again. Um, all right, last question. I'm, I'm always big on, on development. And, uh, you know, my mentor says, when leaders stop growing, they forfeit the right to lead. So uh, two books you've read recently, Tom, that you would recommend to anybody listening. You know, there's one that um, I, I'm a business guy. Almost everything I read are business books. Uh, but the one you mentioned, which I think has changed my life dramatically, and that's The Miracle Morning. Uh, absolutely, I recommend that to anybody. If you're waking up and you think, oh, I suck, or oh, I'm out of shape, or I can't do this, Go get that book. It, it it changed my world dramatically. It was something that I did all by, I mean, on my own, in the sake of in my own head, uh, and it changed my life. It, I lost 40 pounds. I've gained a little bit of that back, but I'm in such better shape. I've got such a better attitude about everything. So The Miracle Morning would be um, one of the the number one books that I would put on anybody's list. And if, and if you're in the customer service industry, uh, this is a book I read a long time ago, so maybe it doesn't count for just recently. But it's a book called Hug Your Customers. And it's probably one of my favorite books I've ever read. Uh, it's one of the only books that I read and thought, I want to send the author a gift 
because he it impacted me so much wow. how good it was. Uh, and it's just so simple. And he it wasn't in the he was a uh, I think he was in the men's uh, clothing business. Uh, but what a great, great book, just if you're in customer service. It just really speaks to how to take care of people. Wow. Gavin, we'll have to find that and post it in the comments. I've actually never heard of that book, so I'm super yeah. glad I asked you the question. Hug your clients. Yep. So it might be a hug your customers, actually. Hug your customers. Awesome. So how do how do folks, what's the best way to get in touch with you, Tom? If they want to follow you, I know you have Selling the Dream podcast. So I mean that's more specific for realtors, but you could learn a lot about resort and second home markets by listening yep. to that podcast, even if you're not a realtor. Um, your real estate team, you have a YouTube page, you put a ton of content out. Uh, what would be the best couple ways for people to kind of engage with you and follow you? So first thing, go to Google, type in Tom Tezak Realtor, and you'll find I'll fill the front page. Uh, if you like Google or YouTube, I do a series on uh, uh, YouTube. We have a channel for restaurants. We do Taste of Paradise, which is really fun. If you're coming to Maui, go search that, and you'll see a bunch of different restaurants that we've featured. Uh, we also do a series on frequently asked questions, so you can you can find out about buying real estate in Maui and, and those kinds of things. Uh, if you're on Facebook, just uh, search Tom Tezak Maui, and you'll find my uh, page there, Lifestyle Maui Real Estate. Uh, follow that. We post a ton of content on Lifestyle Maui uh, Real Estate. Uh, Instagram is underscore Lifestyle Maui. I'm, I'm you know, I find that as I I mature gracefully. Um, I've, I've migrated to Facebook predominantly. We do do uh, some um, posting on Instagram, but mostly we're on Facebook um, and YouTube. It's That's where that gives us the best place to con for content. I'm also on ins or, uh, LinkedIn. Um, we do a little bit on there. And then as far as our podcast, um, we it's, it's a fun podcast in the sake that I am talking to realtors. Um, but every Tuesday I do an inspirational or a, a you know, a quick tip. And I find that some of that stuff can be pretty powerful uh, for people. I, uh, the folks who work with me always will say, wow, that was really powerful and good stuff. It's like, really? Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's but yeah, I'm all over there. Pardon? You shared that in the Selling the Dream podcast as well? Uh, that's the Selling the Dream podcast. The Tuesday show is a three to six minute sort of uh, just you never know what's going to be on that, that. And that's usually just me. Uh, just given, like I talked about, being the being an anchor and the good and the bad, or being a you want to be the lighthouse or the wave, and uh, lots of different things that are uh, just fun. I just try to be helpful. Again, it's sort of putting myself out there. Um, sometimes my wife will say, "Oh, I can't believe you did that," or "I can't believe you said that." It's like you know what? I'm try to be as transparent as I can. I'm as real as it can be, and yeah. and I'm sometimes a bumbling idiot, but that's just the way it is. Hey, people people relate to real. They don't want. Yep. You know, perfection's poison. We've talked about that. I loved your lighthouse and wave. I, I listened to that one. I remember if I saw it on Facebook or listened to it somewhere, but I love that. And then uh, Tom at TomTzak.com, right? That's your direct email. If anybody Tom, wants to, yep, when they're Tom interested at, in the home, thinking about buying a resort property in Maui, Tom is your guy. And uh, you can always call me. And, you know, if somebody's out there and says, hey, I, I want, I've got a question or I've got anything, uh, just Feel free to give me a call if you want information about Maui Real Estate. Just let me know that your 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 Matt is your guy, and I will be happy to help you out. 808-280-2055. Call me, text me. I just remember we're a few hours behind, so if you call me at eight o'clock in the morning, I might be a little bit grumpy if I answer the phone. I think I did that to you once or twice. <laughs> so. It happens. 
Well, Tom, man, thank you so much for being on here with me. I admire you, man. I respect you and appreciate you as a friend. So thanks for letting me share you with my world out here in Vegas. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon, man. Matt, I appreciate it. And the feelings are all mutual. You are one of my favorite people in the world. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. Well, let me wrap this up here. So everybody, thanks for watching Tom in Maui for a few minutes with us. Um, great thought leader, great leader out there in Maui. Uh, obviously, you know, we're all navigating COVID-19 differently and in a market like his, it's it's very directly affecting things. But as he said, it's probably just a lot of pent up demand and maybe even a growing demand as people kind of reevaluate, you know, their rhythm and balance of life. So anyways, uh, Level 10 Conversations here. This is a spinoff of Real Life at Level 10. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the Real Life at Level 10 original series and the content where we uh, talk about insights of real estate leadership and personal growth. Uh, it's also in iTunes or Google Play Store if you want to listen to the podcast. Uh, so like this, ask questions, share. I uh, would love your feedback. And we'll see you guys all soon. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.